What up with? It's your big homies, big homies, Bell Brown. And I'm sitting with the always authentic Andy's Austin. Hey. And it's this week was episode seven. So uh, I feel like the dynamic that we're talking about is something that we're going to divulge deep into over the coming months. And we're going to put forth some initiatives to solidify the things that we're actually talking about. So please stay on the lookout for that. Um, the drop that you are about to hear next is an excerpt from a conversation we had with a good friend of ours, and it exemplifies the the intensity that we stand behind this conversation with. So enjoy. We stay hope. with it. Yeah, f- f- for the money. For the money. I was like, what do you consider that to look like, girl? No. Because if you talking about some dude walking in here with a wife beater on? Some goddamn jean shorts that's too big, some big ass dusty ones with a do rag on, tattoos, and a couple old dad gold teeth, just talking loud, bitch. No. Sam, let me tell you something. And unless you talking like you got a nigga that look like your guy walking around this motherfucker, you hear me? to come and peep what he got to say. Let me tell you is something. Is that what you consider a hardcore gangster street niggas? Hey. Cool. You feel me? Because he got something to say. Because he got something to say. Cause the little average nigga walking around here just keeping up shit for the fuck of it. I don't want to get what the fuck he got to say. He got to hear me. Ain't shit he gonna say gonna help me. I got his life. Shit, put I got his life on the tip of my tongue. Put big cheese on the show. Shit, let big cheese let y'all know what it is. Bro, I got, I got, I got cheese, the God has put the betterment of your life on the tip of my tongue. You need to sit here and hear this shit. Wait for them horns to come in. It's the witted committed, young talented gifted, black love and politic talk. Not loving hip hop, but it's knowledge we give out. I hope that you can catch it and try to run it back without fumbling the shit we kicked off. It's not for the simple minded, more for the gifted. I give my opinions. Hope you can rebuttal the shit that I kick. If you can't, then be quiet. Take a seat and just try to soak up the wisdom we spilling. Witted committed, gotcha. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you, then we gon' talk about it. We not those other fools This ain't your typical hypocritical dummy news They do that shit for views We do this for the youth Who come behind us In the trenches you'll find us Giving game in the brains of the youngest To remind them of the greatness inside them Let them know that they can become whatever they wanna be Just look at me I'm a young black lion And yeah I'm full of pride Sitting with my lion is product of my environment Whether it's brown, dirt, green grass Or iron fence Or a picket fence Don't matter Long as you get through it with motivation, dedication, and wittiness Hard work and greediness, even the sky is limitless You wanna know what my definition of witty is Or what wit it is, that's what wit it committee is Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you And we gon' talk about it, yeah we gon' talk about it Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you And Bear gon' talk about it, Anise gon' talk about it Today we were going to dissect the Black American Dad story. Since this is a story, we are going to present this in chapters. So this is the first installment, so this is obviously chapter one. Uh, glad to have y'all to be a part of it and listening. Man, Dre, how you feeling, man? 
feeling nice, man. Hey, halfway through the week, man. Uh, we can talk about something that's, that we can be talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's near and dear to um, everyone, you know, because in order for all of us to be here, we all had to have a mother and a father, mm -hmm. you know, and oftentimes I think that we look at fatherhood as something that we mention like once a year, and that's Father's Day. So there is a um, weird dichotomy that comes along with the topic of fatherhood, and you know, a lot of fingers pointing at a lot of finger pointing at you know what a proper father should be, or what a proper father is, or what's the difference between a father and a daddy, you know, so. We want to talk about all of that, and we just so happen to have our friend of the show, Dre, who my, is my a father. His numero my, uno. My, my partner. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big talker, yeah. Partner two, two decades. Two decades. Get, yeah. get you some. Yeah. Hey, right. mom. <laughs> but, What's up, um, MG? Yeah, well, I, I, I was really thankful to have somebody that I know has experienced the tutelage of a father. And also has gotten the blessing of being a father himself to come and speak on behalf of some of the the, the dichotomy that we have in this uh, society when it comes to black fatherhood. So uh, a lot of the, the examples we have, or we had, so to speak, we are getting few and far in between having representative examples to, in the forefront. So we at one point we had fathers and then we had the, the showcasing of what fathers look like and now we just have people we appoint to be leaders well, and getting our masculine energy <laughs> from from them. So Well yeah, you know, because uh one of the things that was in the news recently was uh what's my guy name? The the guy from uh the father from how um from Everybody Hates Chris. Terry Crews. Terry Crews was in the news because he had made a tweet saying that, you know, it is possible for, you know, two people of the same sex to raise a child, but it is necessary for each child to have paternal energy involved in their development. Mm -hmm. Because regardless of a sexual privilege, we're not here to talk about that. But there's something that parent, that fathers provide a child that you cannot get. You cannot duplicate it. Anyway, there's something that men give children, not just young boys, but young women as well. They allow, they give them something that you cannot get from a mother. Mm -hmm. So today we want to talk about it. Um, there has been an, uh, I hate saying agenda because hotel niggas say agenda for everything nowadays. <laughs> but there has been a fixed interest on the removal of the black father. We saw a lot of that in the 60s. Oh, yeah. Saw a lot of that in the 60s, and it looked like it was an um, initiative to actually put black fathers out of the household. Why do you guys think that that was something, and how did, do you think that that was done on purpose by the government? Absolutely. Um, from my personal belief, it's because you can't allow people to have their strength or the backbone, so to speak. If if you remove that, then the people are going to wander. And when they wander, they're going to be in positions to where they can't organize anything because there's no set leader. So the, the subservient um, households 
are going to start trying to lead themselves. So now you have a, a mother and her offspring all trying to fend for themselves without necessarily or the leadership of a male mm. or of, of a father being around. Mm. And I feel like they wanted it that way because now we get to keep you in a particular a particular position. You can't mobilize. Because it's going to start with the neighborhood first. Mm -hmm. So if the neighborhood is broken because there are no fathers in the neighborhood, now everything is kind of slowed down. Mm -hmm. So I, that's when I saw it, started to see the effects of it, it was because of the people in my classroom, they didn't have fathers. I didn't have one. So it's like, how did the kids that didn't have fathers are represented at school? And the ones that did, how they represented at school? You can start to see the difference. So you start to see the effects of that's the snowball effect. So it happened. Mm -hmm. I feel like at a certain point there were I mean we, we've seen if you are not just a history buff you didn't have to be a history buff in order to realize what was going on in your communities um, we've seen you know in different incentives being, been given to you know single mothers mm -hmm. But those incentives were only contingent upon the father not being inside of the house. True. So that effect on for me, you're speaking about the strength being removed. And I can concur. I would, would venture to, as far as to say that removing the black father from the household allowed for the black woman to become hardened and her role was then have to be diminished so to speak the maternal aspect the, matern the maternal yeah. aspect because now she's having to be maternal and she's having to be in a role that don't get me wrong do it well mm -hmm. <laughs> black mothers do it extremely well yeah. Yeah. but it is a role that she shouldn't have had to be forced into. Absolutely. So, okay, you know, we have one element. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh... Is it going to be weird to have this conversation? Like, with, with, with her aunt living? My mom? Because uh, it's like you're like you going to let her talk. <laughs> <What she ain't. laughs> I mean, it, that was just pleasant to see. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's Zeke. But everybody knows what she talked about, so it's like an inside joke. But, it is. Um, the role of, of the black mother being, having to be split, in my opinion, left the offspring of the mother who had to take on the role as father as well father as well. Mm -hmm. It left these children starving in other areas because as I said what Terry Crews said, they weren't being fulfilled. They weren't getting this nourishment that they needed from a paternal figure in their lives. So it left them feeling for something that wasn't there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that role in the family dynamic, you know what I'm saying? running catacorner to your point it did provide it did cause a certain decline or a not a decline but it did cause a, a sort of um 
crumbling of the foundation of the family unit mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. now you have different you know you were scrambling to match to make artificial what should be natural because mm-hmm. the, the the thing is what we should be getting from my fathers they are not there mm-hmm. so another element of you know fathers not being present okay we can say that the government pushed them out mm-hmm. or incentivized Incentivized them being out. Mm-hmm. That was towards the sixties, coming out into the seventies. That was what that was. Eighties and the nineties. Black men have a role to play in this one hundred percent because black men were not choose. They were not being pushed anywhere. Black men were choosing to not show up. Why do you think that is? The negative stigma of, after I think after so many years of bashing the dad, dad not being there, and the, the misinterpretation of what manhood is from a single parent home, can now make make the man like I don't know part of that because you know, no disrespect to nobody's sexuality, but a lot of guys don't want to be guys. Cause mama not having good relationship with guys, the sisters, aunties, a lot of. The men that they see, they don't like mama got something negative to say about it, so they don't want to be a man. So mm-hmm. it's like now we left, you know, with real men, fathers, and other other people that's trying to make a positive influence, picking up the pieces of a broken dynamics in the family home. Yeah, like a lot of men, you you saying like a lot of men didn't even have positive reputation with men were, so they didn't want to have no parts of manhood. Because they didn't even like, they didn't even agree with what the representation of men. All they ever heard was men being talked about in a negative light. Men and dogs, no good, this and that. Like, who really want to live under that negative umbrella, like, this and that. So, I mean, I ain't making no excuse for nobody, but that's probably a lot of the guys. Well, that is something that, that is a portion of it. Yeah. That is a portion of it. Like, that's, that's not an excuse. That is, that might not be the narrative for everybody, but there's certainly a narrative that we can see Most that definitely. being relevant. Oh yeah. Another portion of that, you know, like with black fatherhood not being, you know, getting back to black fathers choosing to leave. Like, further perpetuating the stereotype of, you know, split family homes. You know what I'm saying? Or further perpetuating this, this, this narrative of baby dad and baby mama drama. Yeah. What do you think made, other than that, what do you think made men repel the idea of actually being a father? Because my mama said something to me the other day that was just interesting. It was like, man, men, like you've always heard growing up, mama's baby, daddy's baby. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to apply yourself in the same role as 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 a mother. So if you do, what does that what does that even mean? Like, where did where did men feel like they had to take a back seat, or they had the luxury of being able to stop being a father and then come back years later and be like, man, you know, stuff was just going on for me back then, man. I couldn't raise no baby. Like, why is it so different for men and women in the element? Like, what made black men? And this is an issue that's not solely with black men, but we're talking to black folks. Oh, yeah. What made 
black men decide that they could take a breather from being a parent? Ooh. Hey, that's a good question. I think the 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 vision that seeing a woman could do about herself. So that emasculated certain men, men that didn't have that initial want to be fathers in the first place. Because some people aren't born with that aspect of saying, I want to have a family. Some people walk into that. And I feel like when the ones that didn't necessarily walk into the thought of like, I want to be a father, I want to procreate, I want to have my own home structured with a wife and children. Those that didn't have that thought, they grew up seeing the negative and it made them stray away from it because it's like, why do I want to align myself to have the expectation when the, the, the aspects behind this aren't going to be fruitful to me. So basically all you're doing is you're taking me. I, um, um, now I can't be around my friends like I want to. Now I can't do all the things that I need to do for myself as a person. But I got to make sure you happy all the time because it's happy wife, happy life. Not happy spouse, happy house. So now everything is geared towards you. Why am I taking this step to go this route? But that's that's household. I'm talking about you being a daddy. Because that's not a situation like you only like you have to maintain a cordial relationship with the woman. But where where does you having a disconnect with the woman make you say what the hell with the child? You talk you speaking like I'm speaking to walking into this situation. Like you have to make the decision mm-hmm. to have sex first. Have the family. Exactly. Uh-huh. So you're not going to procreate recklessly with somebody you don't want to stay with. Uh-huh. So the ones that actually had women around that they didn't mind doing this with, I think that's the the, the, the thought process they had. But it's I'm, like, do I re, do I want to procreate with this person? She okay. want to go lack of accountability. Okay. We're we, we okay. just going to say it like there that. There we go. A lot of folks Let's selfish. Go. They don't want to, hey, there we I got, go. got my lifestyle on yes, this sir. and that, run these streets and uh-huh. this and that. That's a lot of guys' mentality. Yes. And I don't want to get it up. I don't want to share that spotlight with a kid. Like, I got to stay there. I can't go out. I don't know how to change the diaper. Like, it's a process. Every day of being a father is a process of learning experience. I'm learning just as my son learning. So, guys got to step up to the plate and they got to want to take the initiative and, and do it. Yeah, because what I'm saying is because, like, I see that, you know, it's, it's saying, okay, well, it's not 100% the black man's fault because drugs were in our communities and it was overrun and black men, which we, are not, we acknowledged that the black man was pushed outside of the home because of incentives that may have been placed on the black woman. I understand that. It was, it was multifaceted. But, okay. yeah. but, but, but you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not going to dance around the accountability. That's what we're not going to do. Because if we're going to call a spade a spade, we're going to... keeping them from that, though. That's what I was looking at. But what I'm saying is, in every house, like in every dynamic, Mm-hmm. When it comes down to fatherhood, like because I said, like you have some fathers that will start that, and then they will stop, mm-hmm. thinking that they have the luxury of returning back to their children. Yeah, that's different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but that's what I said. I said that like you 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 think that you're gonna have the luxury of coming back when motherhood. It's some deadbeat mothers out there before the comment section go like, let's not oh. act like it ain't the latest. The mammies. Yeah, the yeah, mammies. Yeah, yeah. It's some deadbeat mothers out there. But what I'm saying, when it comes down to fatherhood, mm-hmm. you, sometimes men look at it like this is a job that they, this is a part-time job. And as Dre just said, it is an ongoing 
situation, you're learning as you grow. Do we do we attribute the need to not want to engage in fatherhood as a lack of maturity? Yeah. And a lack of not wanting to take accountability or responsibility for a life that they created. Because not every man has sex with a girl that he doesn't know and say, oh, you pregnant, I don't want to do that. Some men just might be with a woman that they want to be with, have a baby, and say, oh, this happened too fast. See, I'm going to disappear. Well, see, that'll make this conversation full circle because also the lack of the father figure in the household exactly. lacks the perfect example, a good example on the way to, you know, hey, so, son, you need to do this and that, and, you know, in certain type of ways, they lack that. So so the people, like the men, the, the men that's getting certain women pregnant, didn't come from households that had fathers in it. Mm. So she like, the, the man sitting there saying, what you need me for? Mm-hmm. So it's, ter- it's full circle, exactly. like you said. Exactly. That's, mm-hmm. like, that's what I, like, when you don't have the accurate representation of what you want to be, so that idea is not in your mind, mm-hmm. you stray away from it first. Mm-hmm. And if you get caught into it, that's when the lack of accountability comes into play. Like, so it was, it's like, literally, it's like, that's, I was just speaking one side of the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you have these instances where men who understand what family roles are, you know you need a father in the household over these children if you help create them. Mm-hmm. They're not here by themselves. Mm-hmm. So they shouldn't be subjected to being by themselves. Mm-hmm. So if that's the first layer, that's accountability. Yes. But before you even get to that point, you start to... You got to get the mature the first. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because now you have to go through this process of watching this woman carry your children. Mm-hmm. To me, you owe the respect of those children just to the person for carrying them. Yeah, yeah. True that. Yeah. Like, she carried them and they're alive right now. Mm-hmm. You should be around simply for that. Not even talking about the fact that this is your offspring. Yeah. And they deserve a fair shot because in this you world. Can't because car- you, you can't carry a child. You don't exactly. know what it's like to go through the, the mental and the physical exactly. changes that she exactly. goes through you just subje- to bring life in. You subjected her to that. Yeah. And since you subjected her to that, that turmoil, because it is torture. Uh-huh. Because my mother almost died bringing me into the world. So mm-hmm. I know what this is. I, I've, I've, I've seen, I've heard this story over and over again how bad this is. Mm-hmm. So this is a life and death situation, right. bringing life into the world. You put her through that. And the reason why she went through that and all the, the things that came from it, you're not going to be a part of mm-hmm. at all. Like, to me, that's deeper. That's, that's, that's disrespect. It's not a lack of accountability. Being a coward. Like, yeah, you're not respecting self. Be a hundred with it. You're not respecting self. We gotta you don't respect yourself. Spade, big jumper, you, you got a book. We got, we got a key to ran right there, ran ladies and gentlemen. Hey, like, I don't believe cowardice is the word that I was looking for because I do believe that that is something that we do have to speak about and say it for what it is. Getting back to what you said about examples, examples in, in, in the community. We know what they think of us. We know that they think that all of us grew up. All of us. (laughs) Pull that down. (laughs) We know that they think that all of us grew up in single parent households and none of us actually knew our fathers. And, you know, even though our mothers may not have been with our fathers, like we had a, you know, tumultuous relationship with our dads or whatever. We know what they believe. So let's go with that. Let's assume that that is correct. A lot of us didn't have fathers. But a lot of black men turned out to be exceptional fathers. Mm -hmm. So, what examples of fatherhood did we have? Like what was the what 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 examples? I'ma ask you, then I'ma ask I'ma ask you. Alright. What what examples of fatherhood did you have? First, you didn't have your father Mm -hmm. growing up. Mm -hmm. 
So what examples did you have of fatherhood? I had a grandfather and I had pop. Pop is pop culture. Mm-hmm. So all the ones that I saw acting out what I wish I had in my home week, week by week, what I saw on TV, because that's what helped raise half our, us our childhood. Yes, sir. That was the representation. That made me say, okay, so this is what it's supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Because obviously this is this is how it is orchestrated, because TV is perfect. Mm. TV literally casts up how they want it to be. They create the perception that they want. So anytime you're watching something, it's literally perfectly what they wanted you to see. Yes. So I'm getting the, the perfect look first. Mm-hmm. And now I have a grandfather who is taking on the role of a man that he he don't he don't he don't have to step into this role. He raised five children, mm-hmm. and then assisted with three grands. Before, I mean, two grands before I got here. Mm-hmm. So now he's having to go through this process again, but even more so because somebody else dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. So what what I saw from him and how he stepped up and hearing the stories about who he was and comparing and contrasting that with the stories that I saw week by week watching television, like I have an idea in my mind. Okay, so this is what I was supposed to have. So what are your television influences then? Me. um... When I look at the perfect father uh, on television, it is it's a t- it's a cross between. I don't, um, I don't need one one ultimate. Just give me your 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 smorgasbord. It's, it's a cross between Michael Kyle from My Wife and Kids uh-huh. and Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. Okay. It's it's intelligent. It's knowledgeable. It's I'm doing what I have to do for my family. I'm not out here trying to sow my royal oats. My wife is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. My kids mean the world to me. That's that's what fatherhood looks like to mm-hmm. me. That is an example. So so basically, you were seeing examples of focused black men who were capable of loving one woman and taking care of their children. Mm-hmm. With a passion. With a passion. And they didn't have to be subjected to, man, it's hard to do it. Mm-hmm. Even though we can we can assume that it, it might be different, whatever. Everything in life is different. That's, not that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we can assume, but it is a possibility. It is feasible. Mm-hmm. It is something that is obtainable and relatable. Yeah. Okay. So, Dre, what were your examples? I mean, you I understand you grew up with your father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw my dad. Shout out to Mr. Miller. Shout out, pops. Okay. Um, I saw my dad be a good son to, to my grandfather, Big Daddy. Uh, to my, my grandmother, Muddy, Big Mama, you know, I see my dad care the responsibility of taking care of the whole family. You know, most of them were elderly back in the day when I was a kid, and he was the one that was driving. Big Dad, you know, was, you know, well, you know, when driving, my dad took care of it and made all the stops, the runs. I saw the responsibility part. I, I saw my dad be a good husband to my mom, be a good father to me. Um, it was death to you part, to, you know, that's all the examples that I saw in my family, so... They play a big part in today. My dad coaches me on being a father. Often, I you know I ask for consultation like pop, like what I need to do in this situation, or and he constantly talks to me. So I'm thankful for having that in my life and for my son to see that as well. So, did you have any fictional, fictional examples? Because I mean, it's not nothing. <laughs> it's nothing that a that a that a father on TV can really show you if you actually have. I just wanted your the money. Father. I just wanted the money Uncle Phil had. It made yeah. my brother sister because I was on the child, but that was it. Mm-hmm. That's that is exceptionally dope. And I gotta give a nod because since I've known his father as long as I've known him, like his father played a, a elemental role in us because we used to man, Dre Dre House was the hood, like it's where everybody kicked it at. So we constantly saw the interaction between Dre and his father, and 
after we started to see, see him so often, he started to impute to us the same way he imputed to Drake. Like, coming full circle from last week, the person that told me, just because you can don't mean you have to, was his daddy. Mm -hmm. So we got the, the representation of what a man was from various sources, and I can stand behind the fact of what his father was because he stepped in the gap to impute to us. He took us to football games. Like, he did the things necessary to make sure that we had a closeness and a, a representation in our neighborhood because it wasn't that many. Like, I mean, it's best one. Everybody on every every male or every on every porch ain't necessarily the best person to learn something from. You mm -hmm. well, you can take the meat and bleed the bones with everybody, but mm -hmm. there wasn't that many legit examples of people that could be mentors to you mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I I can speak to the fact that he actually was one. So like for me, I just mm, I don't view mothers and fathers on a different level. Mm -hmm. I believe that the parents are equal, but the love that they show you differs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't view... I love my mother to death, but my mother's the only parent I've ever known. My father was murdered when I was a child. When I was a toddler. So... You guys are speaking about the necessity of black fathers inside of you for black men. For black women, we need black fathers for various other reasons. The same way black men exhibit behaviors that they would like for their sons to carry out and, and emulate within themselves. Black men are responsible <coughs> for showcasing these same attributes to their daughters so that their daughters then look at this and say, okay, this is a standard. This is something that you're going to have to meet me here because my father showed me what it meant for a man to love me. My father showed me what it meant to be able to conduct myself in male in male company. Mm -hmm. You know, my father showed me and, and exemplified different examples of things that I would need to be able to learn. Like, it's necessary for women to be able to know about cars, too. Mm -hmm. It's necessary for a woman to be able to change her oil and change the time she needs to. Oh, yeah. You know, because although you might have men who say you shouldn't do it, it's, the father is to protect and to protect his daughter's mind by hipping her to whatever is necessary for her to learn. Mm -hmm. So, all of the things that, one of the things that I love to see is black fathers and black, black daughters, like, existing together. Because, I don't, I'm not bitter about it. You know, just because it's something that I didn't get a chance to participate in. And, you know, I had a grandfather that, that was with me up until the middle, my middle school age. And after that, the only constant male representation in my life was my brother Jermaine. He on the live, Jason McCaskey. Like, that's the only constant male representation I've ever had. And the only place I've re really felt safe is with black men and with my brother. Having a father in your life has always made 
being able to have a father in your life has always made you used to things. Like if you have a father in your life, you're used to conducting yourself because you have a male representation. You have a you have a, a pillar of strength to look at directly. I mean directly. He doesn't love you in the same way that your mother loves you. It's two different opposite ends of the yeah. spectrum. They oh, yeah. balance out. You know what I'm saying? So, I like seeing black men with their daughters because I like to be able to see people dismantle the stereotype. Black men are stern, but they are not violent creatures. They are capable of caring and being compassionate, especially with their little girls. They are capable of taking their time and nurturing, but they don't have the maternal aspect of doing it. They just do it differently. I think one of the things that we confuse, because I saw a, little pe a lot of people saying sperm donors, well, so Jay is saying that sperm donors are different from fathers. You're absolutely correct. I don't think it takes, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier about the accountability. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what we were saying about the last conversation with, regarding sex. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is so easy for you to slip up and one day and wake up and, and find out that you finna be a father. Oh yeah. It, it come, Life comes at your face. In the back of Lynn Spring. You know, like, you can wake up one day and realize, okay, you have a child that's, that's coming that is going to be within your lineage. But it is the moment right before that child comes. Well, it should be during the whole nine months. But the maternal factor of a mother, it switch on immediately. The father, Oh, it take a minute. It take a, a minute for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Why do, why do you think that? Is that because y'all don't actually grow the child in your bellies like it's a plant or something? Or what, what do you think? I was just nervous. Just holding it. And it, it, was, it, was, oh, it was new. It was just so new. And I actually saw how it got here. And it was still ringing in my mind. And I, that whole process was just something surreal. It was just overwhelming at a point. But repetition... Yeah, you know, it'll, it'll get better, like I said. Mm -hmm. Do you think that your nervousness came from from fear of failing? Or is it, did you feel pressure? Did you feel, like, what did you feel in that moment? I was just, I was just, because I know I'm clean, I was scared I was going to drop the baby, just yeah. beyond it. That was yeah. my own. But yeah. being a father, I, I, I knew I had a great support team. Like I said, Lord bless me to have my father and you know, the tools I got from him, my granddad and stuff. So I, I think I was equipped with the tools necessary. It was just just me finally running the course and actually acting out what I've learned. So Right. It was just putting into practice what you've actually learned. Yeah. You know, like it's the difference between taking a taking a written exam for the driver's permit and actually Drive, driving. driving. There you, go. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you can be knowledgeable about yeah. it. But so Bell, you have a desire to be a father. Mm -hmm. So much that it spills out into you actually having a yearning to mentor young boys. Mm -hmm. Where do you think this comes from? I think it came from... Honestly, I don't know where my sense of pride came from because although my grandfather is a prideful man when it comes to his family, that's not where I got it from because mine doesn't mirror his. 
his pride comes from his church family. He relishes in the fact that he can galvanize people for God's mission. His passion for his family looked different. Mm -hmm. And my passion for family is different than his and how it looked. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying he didn't care for us to the same degree. That's not what I'm saying because I've seen this man get up at 2 in the morning to come do something that I needed him to do for the next morning for school and he didn't have to. So I, the love was there. What I'm speaking on is I saw other people get and experience things that I didn't get myself. And when I finally found out the reason why I can have those things, it ignited something in me. I was—I told myself I'm not allowing anybody I can get in contact with to feel what I felt. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to travel the street. Mm-hmm. And my, this is a true story, this being completely transparent, my half-brother is on the live now. Hey, half-brother. His name Hey, is, DeAndre. His name is also DeAndre. So God, hey. God gave me a DeAndre before I had a DeAndre. That's true. That's, that's great. But, brothers on brothers on brothers. <laughs> Inception. But, um... I like, and I told him this. I completely shut him out. Yeah. When he when he came to me, it was 2009 the first time. And he was trying to speak, just be cordial. But when I looked at him, I was like, "You are a part of what caused me my disdain." Yes. So I completely shut him off. Yes. I didn't want to have nothing to do with it. Mm. I was like, "No, he can't come talk to me. He ain't said nothing to me. Period. What am I gonna come talk to you for?" Mm. And you get to enjoy him. At least so I thought. But when I actually matured. I turned 30, and I'm in Montgomery, and he's in Montgomery, so let's link up. We grown, we had a conversation about how this ain't how it went. My life was, my life looked a lot like yours. And we actually had that sit down, and it was, no, I'm older than you. I was here before y'all came along. Mm-hmm. So I was left before y'all got here. Yeah. And I live in the same city as him. Yeah. And I don't see him. So me talking about these 80-some miles that I am afraid from, he can't come up the highway, he can't go across town to see you. So who am I to complain when your complaint is higher than mine? Right. And you older than me. So you needed him in ways that I didn't, faster than I did. That was just a defense mechanism because I, I too, it's not to that degree, but with, with the absence of my father in my life, I think that what I did was kind of, I didn't necessarily close anybody off because I have older brothers who adore me. I don't have any sisters, actually. I, I'm the only girl and the last child of Henry, William Henry Miller. Yes, I am. I don't know, but I think that even today, that fear of not being... Feeling as if I belong kept me away from my father's side of the family. The fear of not really feeling. It, it, it's, it's so stupid when you don't have a father in your life. You hear stories about this person and... Nothing to validate it from. Nothing to validate it from. You just relish in the idea of having a father, but... You, you, you wrestle with so many different emotions like... Jealousy, envy, disappointment, and through all of that, you start to really look at how immature you really are because you're allowing your feelings, even though they may be based in, they, they be, might be validated, 
but it's not all about you. And it's not always about you. I lost a father and so did my brothers. I lost a father and so did my aunt. So, so, you know what I'm saying? They lost a brother. So it's not all about you. But I think that one of the things that the vacancy of fathers has allowed for fear to be something that has been able to be placed inside of our spirits readily and quickly. Because the father is the representation of strength in the household. And the father is one of the one of the one of the people that can tell you something, and you'll believe it because of the strength. Because, because how, me, how heavy his how words. Heavy his words. I don't remember nothing else about my father other than the fact that I remember his voice, and I remember his voice sound like thunder to me. That's why I like rainstorms. That's why I have an affinity for lightning and storms because. It is the one thing that I can attribute to thunder. That's the one thing I can remember. I can remember the weight of his voice. And that's how I remember my father. Now, I'm not saying he was a saint. But he was mine. And for a daughter and for a son, you are only child. That's the one of the only people that you can say that you don't have to share. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In that capacity. Yeah. I'm his only girl. I didn't have to share. He prayed for me. He prayed that there'll be a woman that loved her unconditional on this earth. He prayed for me. I didn't have to. Sh I don't have to share. I'm. I can say that's my daddy, and no other woman can say that's my daddy. Mm -hmm. It's power in that. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is power in yeah. in that because the father, like the father, is 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 someone like your first line of defense. Your mother. It's the other. But your mother controls it differently. But your daddy, the, def, the the image that I've always had of fathers have always been like what it was back in the You know, the men used to go out and hunt. They did the physical labor. They was out here wrestling. Women, we were always more mental. We was always more intellectually inclined. So the role of the father being taken out of the family dynamic, I feel like it changed. And with that, it took not only the financial security, but it took the emotional security as well. Because now you have, now our houses are available to being able to be attacked mentally and physically. That's why I said each generation getting weaker and wiser. Yeah, yeah. Getting smarter. Because the woman is still here. Yeah, but physically, yeah. like you said, physically, mentally and you know, physically strength, like. Yes, Amber G. Your father's always your first love. And I think subconsciously, subconsciously I feel like when I hear stories from my, my big cousins, you know what I'm saying, like Nita and Miosha, or like I hear stories from my mom, and they describe like the type of man my father was. It is subconsciously the type of man that I want. That's without me even knowing them. Like, I don't like men that talk a lot, that make a lot of, you know what I'm saying? I like cool, you know, speak when he got something to say, gonna shake something. And, yes, you know what I'm saying? And I'm attracted to powerful men. My father was a powerful man. And it's like, 
that is the things that we you leave that blueprint on your children man mm -hmm. you leave that blueprint on your children that's what we're speaking about when we're talking about the parental nutrients that you get like we know about the maternal nutrients shout out to my mama like we know we get it grandma we get it yes but Let's not take away the importance of fatherhood here because maybe by reiterating this, maybe we will make fathers without the maturity, without the accountability. Maybe we will make them look at what they are leaving behind and differently. I, I think that's it. Overall, like the men walking around here with children that don't care to tap in and see what's actually going on with them. They don't think about life from a standpoint of what they leave behind. Oh, yes. They think about life as what I can get out of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And since it's a, it's that me, me, live for now mentality. Yes. And when you don't have the necessary components to say, look, it's not about what I, what I do to my life. It's what I do through my life. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. the people that come behind me, what they get as a benefit to what I put in work for. Because everything that I'm doing now is to support that the the, the 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 lineage that comes behind me. Yes. And everything that they do, it falls into the lineage behind them. Fear is fear has has spent so much. Hold on, we need a mindset of being born in responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's what's missing. Mm -hmm. Like we're not being born into responsibility. We're being born into problems. We've been born into issues and circumstances. We're not being born into responsibility. We're not being born into worth. For the money. Behind eight, for the money. Fear. For the money. Fear is something that controls everything. So when you have somebody who are who's living a fast lifestyle, like, I got to get it, I got to get it, I got to get it. Even if they are born in responsibility to where they be like, but I got to provide for my son. I got to provide for my daughter. Well, sometimes when you have that type of situation, you can't see the forest for the trees. You are so bounded in fear because you have been born into problems. Mm -hmm. Trying to counteract those problems with responsibility. You fail to take on the real weight of what it is you're actually doing. Just you're just saying, I got to take care of this because this is mine. But you haven't even connected with it. That a father is more than just financial stability. Like you haven't even registered. You're more than just, you know, you haven't even registered that. You have so many fathers that take, they, they go to work. They work. You know, they, they, they buy school clothes. They buy school clothes. They buy shoes. They call the mom and say, well, what do you need? You know, and the mother at that time may say something like, does he live with you? Are you sitting with him? Well, did you eat today? Did you put on clothes today? Well, if he not sitting in front of you, if she ain't sitting in front of you, and you know that you as a grown-up require all of those things to be done for you, then he, uh, he or she is always going to need something. Mm -hmm. Always. You can't call in and check in and say what they need and think you're just going to pay that off in one lump sum. You know what I'm saying? It is exactly like you said. We need to be born in responsibility, but we need to be placed into realistic responsibility. 
realistically, you need to be able to know what your child is doing. And you have to take an investment. You have to have an interest in the child you created. This isn't mm -hmm. just a stipend. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This isn't just something that gets taken out of your check, everybody. Uh, yeah. They pay everything but attention to their children. Exactly. <laughs> Everything. So you might have the responsibility, daddy, father. You might have you might take care of the responsibility, but there's no real like you know how many kids grow up resenting their fathers because all he did was be Mr. Moneybags. He ain't never showed up to a baseball game. He don't know what his child listened to. He don't know what his child talented in. He's never made an investment or an interest, had an interest for what this child wanted, desired, or needed. So now I think that at this point, not only do we have to dismantle the stereotype, not only do we have to stop giving, giving excuses, but we have to really acknowledge and define what fatherhood really is. What is fatherhood? Can fatherhood be had by people who are actually the sperm donors? Because I think at the end of the day, I think that black women and children alike aren't necessarily asking for, they're asking for figures, prominent figures. They're asking for men to stand up and actually play a role, a paternal role mm -hmm. in the lives of these black girls and black boys. I think it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a broken concept because you can't say you understand fatherhood and this complete dynamic when you can barely understand brotherhood. Yes, Brown. Yes, sir. And go there with me. And go there with me. Like it's a it's it's literally a tearing away. Because you take away fatherhood, you affect the neighborhood. Mm. And once you affect the neighborhood, you affect brotherhood. Mm. And as it continues to trickle down, you just left with hood. But ears come right on in here and work real well with eyes. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. I, I I think that I hate the term toxic masculinity now. Because it's pretty. Because it's pretty words put on something on the surface level. Because can't nobody tell me what it means yet. <laughs> we still wait. We still and if they tell me what toxic masculinity means, they only talk about toxic masculinity applied to the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about what it means for men being men with other men and men passing on these traits and these generational excuses to these boys. Who have these views of what being a man really is. And it's really toxic to the development of these young boys who are watching. And these young girls who are going to have to deal with it. Because they're looking at, and I know Drake can speak to this. When you see our city. Mm. The city we grew up in. When you see this city and the, the, the mentoring factors they have. Mm -hmm. it, it almost depresses you to see some of the, the way these ki children act sometimes. It's the oh, yeah. city. It's the because you know you didn't come up that way. So you know it's, it's an opposing force to, to actually change this. You know there's yeah. something necessary and you know that there's something that could have happened to prevent this from getting this bad. So, I, I, this is what I want to 
I'm gonna ask you. When you speak on how you feel towards your son, the passion and fervor you stand behind that with, what do you think attributes that to you? What gives you that that little oomph behind it? Because it's more than it's just being your seed. There's a there's a devout care that you that you that you that you operate with. And it's a pride. I'm sorry. Let, let, ooh, pride in the family. This is somebody that is continuing your name. He is your namesake. Representation. He is a representation of you and will further be another representation of manhood in a world filled with pansies. Yeah, yeah. I just want to put out a positive example. I want to be put up a, a positive, productive citizen. That's what I want to put out, Lord willing, me and his mom and family. And like I said, take a village and eat. Got a, a bunch of great male figures, Bell, Zach, all my crew, DJ. Shout out to crew, like all those guys that I hang out with all the time that I that I know, like, um, called brothers. I and you know I kind of always kind of hold them responsible. Like I feel like you know y'all my brothers, so you gotta tell my son like you see him messing up, check him. Then yes. let me know and I'm gonna check him when we get to the house. Yes. So and it goes my homegirls, friends, or females I feel you know close like that, yes. check him. And I let me know, cause you know it takes that village. It does. Self policing. Self policing. Like, like one, one of the one of the men that I consider to be, like, he, I, I look at him as an example of what me and our age could be. Uh, Carnegie just jumped on the line. All right, Carnegie, what happened, man? So I mean, like, child to squat. Um, to see him, cause he got two boys now. Like to see him and how he conducts himself and how you conduct yourself is. What is it? Is it? Is it? Is it bigger than the lack of a father that's causing this rift? Mm. I love when he get like that. It, it very could be like the absence of something lets you know what you don't want to have, what you don't want to impute on nobody else. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that could. That, it's according to what what side of tracks you coming from. Actually, I feel like it could be that. And like I said, with my person, it's just like. I'm carrying on that, that legacy, that, that image that, you know, my dad showed me. I see my granddad had, like, upstanding, uh, take care of his family, God-fearing, you know, that type of man. So, and that's what I want to show my son and, you know. What, what was your defining moment? Like, we've had conversations like this away from people listening. But what was your defining moment in the fatherhood? Like, what, what woke you up to say this is something that, it's different than what I expected it to be. Man, um, honestly, it honestly it just the only thing to me differently is just the way things are packaged these days. Cause there's nothing new under the sun, but it's just something. The way the things are, the dynamics are a little different. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, we're not old school, but we're a little old to what you know the stuff and develop now. Middle so, child, you know what I'm saying? It take me a minute. I have to. And, it, and it's just like I gotta take my mindset out the nineties and two, the early two thousand and try to you know trail and let me see what my son may be thinking like what angle is he looking at this from so it is well say it's a generation thing because I feel like we the most adaptable generation right you know what I'm saying seventies eighties babies early nineties you know so it is just relating and just you know being an ally being a reliable ally basically that's and that's that that is important what he just said about being an ally. We don't want to be, you don't want to be a child's friend, you know what I mean? But you want to be 
A safe space. A safe space. You want to be able to create a space to because at the end of the day, men, you will never know what it's like to be a nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old in the year two thousand nineteen. You don't know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that's like. You don't know what it's like to be able to have to navigate out here on top of all the things that you do know what it's like, puberty. And hold, don't, don't lose your train of thought. Just taking what you just said and piggybacking on that. That's the reason why I feel like the direction has lost. Mm-hmm. Because you have children being raised under the guise of what their parents went through. Mm-hmm. And being foreshadowed like, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is all it is. Because it ain't nothing new under the sun, but the dynamic is different. The degree, the, the, the level of, of how bad stuff is or the level of how egregious stuff can be is, I mean, egregious stuff can be, that's the that's the root in how that's causing this disharmony to me. Like, I'm, you're raising children based off the principles that you came up in. Mm-hmm. But the dynamic changes every few years. Mm-hmm. Because society changes every few years. But that's the importance of having a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the father, okay, if black, if the black woman is the thermostat, okay, you know, black father, we 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 control the temperature. Okay, black fathers, y'all have the ultimate control, and because I see somebody say, well, it, no matter if a father's in the in the role or not, it's, it's in your in your life or not, you would choose to emulate your life based off of the father figure that you do go to, that you do. You know, say mold yourself around. That's true. That's something that I will I will concur on, especially with Cicely coming behind that saying. Unfortunately, a lot of us learn what we don't want to be based off of what we've seen our parents do or not do. Mm-hmm. That's exactly true. So I feel like that is an even more importance for a father to be. To not just be a part-time father, you gotta stay in and grow with it. Okay. Because you have to be bendable, but not able to break. You have to be able to adapt. And as Dre said, we are the most adaptable generation. Mm-hmm. So raising children, raising children for fathers in this age, our peers. Should be something that not only do you guys delight over, but it should be something that you fight for, mm-hmm. because the role of the father inside of the of inside of the children's lives, not just their children, as we just got finished painting an example of Dre's father, who was a father for the fatherless in his community. Yeah. We have to be able to reestablish the role of the black father, the mm-hmm. black. OG. OG's not being OG's Mm-mm. anymore. We Mm-mm. have to be able to be put that role back into our lives so that we can be able to understand the importance of black male leadership and what that looks like. A lot of us don't know what it looks like because we don't know what fathers look like. We, so we don't we, we don't have any respect mm-hmm. for any other parts of authority. But you know where that comes from. Oh, let's talk about that. I don't like for you to cross that street. I done, ba- I done baited you in. Now you got to come change on now. speed limit. Yeah, you you got to come on now. You know why that happens, though. I do not. Where do discourse comes from? 
this course comes from only hearing one side of the story because it contrasts with the other. So if it all, if you automatically around something that auto, that contrasts with everything that you know from the outside, it contrasts with you. Mm. Like I, I strongly and vehemently believe that a grown man and a grown woman cannot live in the same household unless they in a relationship with each other. They having sex. Only way it happens. You can't stay around your mother in the same house that long. You, you can't. To me, yo yo. When I think about, is that like an Oedipus theory? It is. Mm. So when I look at the reason there's so much disharmony with looking towards examples is because we've had people condition us over time to say, oh, he ain't this because he do that. We find pick the negative aspects of every leader we have. Mm-hmm. And then we try to circumvent that with, well, so who's going to be the leader? Because and we then we, yes, we pick yes. another person <laughs> to tear apart. Yes. And we do it person after person. That's why nobody wants to actually step up and be a leader because... They you, feel like you die a martyr. Exactly. You get made a martyr and they will celebrate and they will defend your legacy versus defending you living it's crazy. your legacy. It's crazy. And that goes back to what you said about the dismantling of fatherhood, then brotherhood. And now we just have hood. the hood. We just got the hood. Because there is no... There's no example. We don't have any leadership. Like our generation and the generation up under us, these young these young guys and these young girls are fearless. They don't have any wisdom though. They don't have any guidance. They don't take anybody serious. They don't take the people, older folks serious because they are filled with wisdom but afraid to shake the status quo because now they old and they comfortable. Yep. And, they know, and they, they stuck know, in their way. They know they, but they also know that their actions are going to reflect on the people that's coming behind them, not them, not them themselves. Right. Like, so I, if I get out here and I want to, if I want to cause a ruckus in, in society, I can do that. But 10 years when I'm not here no more, you got to live through. Obama said it. Hey, I didn't deal what I was supposed to do. I don't want to keep on coming out here. It's time for the torch to be passed. It's time for the torch to be passed so we can actually get the progressive wheel progressing. Mm -hmm. We have to continue to do that. And we're using black fatherhood because it starts at black fatherhood. Because as I started the show and said, you would not be here if a father was not something that you had. Like, Mm -hmm. how did you get here? Sperm had to be introduced. Mm. So at the beginning, it all starts with fatherhood. It all starts with your relationship that you have with a father. What do your father figures look like? What are some examples of fatherhood that you've seen? Fictional and non-fictional. You know, do you believe the catalyst for fatherhood and the dis- you know dis- dismissing of fathers in the neighborhood. Do you believe that that is something that was started by the government and the white man and further perpetuated by a lack of accountability and responsibility? Or what? Where do you think all of this come from? At the end of the day, these are the questions that we have to ask. What? I think, I think you well. Let me see. Was it rough? Mm-hmm. And Ruff said something about uh, 70s, 80s about drugs being introduced in the neighborhood yeah. and they, you know, and now they building more jails. Like they found ways 
like the loophole to slavery, get them in jail. You know what I'm saying? Once we got you behind bars, you out. You're a slave, work for nothing. You get up, eat, sleep, use the bathroom base when we tell you. And then when you come out, the if same company, right. same company that you was working for in jail, they not going to hire you. Mm -hmm. it's, you're, you're a felon now. You, you can't vote. Can't have an ID for real. Can't have a gun. Like, can't vote. So you real quiet. Everything, gone. everything that makes you a citizen has not been stripped from you. Mm-hmm. Now you're supposed to provide for yourself. You supposed, you know, jail is supposed to rehabilitate, rehabilitate you. Mm -hmm. But it does the opposite. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It destabilizes. Because what you consider, like, you can't function in normal society no more. Mm. And my, my biggest issue with is the onset of it. You, you had a way for a man to take care of his family. You remove that, and then you peddle drugs into it. You peddle drugs into these communities. These communities are not self-sufficient upon the way that these people make money now. Then you start to make a war on that. I want to I want to persecute the people that's using the stuff that I put into the neighborhood. So now I'm locking all of them up. And now I'm telling these women that, okay, yeah, I got housing for you. I got a place for you to come and stay. You and the kids, everything going to be fine. Mr. Kids, baby. Yeah, you, you can't have no man in here, though. You can't let a man live with you if you're going to do this. So now you have an incentive to stay away from him. What? You have an incentive not to support him. That's how they did. Like, and then it, it matriculates because now the, like, that's the beginning. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. But the children in that household see this. And now they have this in their mind. Like, I don't need you. I don't need you around. And I don't want to be you. Yeah. I don't like, want you. Yeah. I don't need you. I don't want to be you. I don't need you. I don't need you, but I want you. So it's it's literally it's 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 a systemic dismantling of everything that is supposed to hold true to how we're supposed to be raised and, and, and kept, and all of that has been torn apart generation by generation. Yeah. I, I I I I come to a point where I'm. I, I can't use what I went through or what I did not have as an excuse for how my life is. Okay, now. And once I had to say, okay, that is something that I can't allow to be perpetuated any further. We, I can't say I don't have because I didn't have. We have to stop it somewhere. We got to take accountability somewhere. Because the road of pain, the road of sorrow, this wheel of ills and fucked up deals like all of this got to stop somewhere we have to stop it somewhere and it has to stop with black men choosing to show up we know that they pushed you out we know that they didn't they gave you incentives we know that they gave us incentives for keeping you away we know that we know the traps we know all of the rules that's being we know that we know the game now Okay, so what is the point of us continuing to talk about what happened if we're not going to fix what happened? Because as we sitting up here pointing fingers, we still having sex. Mm -hmm. We still having at babies. A, at an alarming rate. We still having babies. <laughs> yeah, rabbits. We still rate. having babies. We still got men walking out of their households. We still got women pushing men away. Y'all want to talk about that? Absolutely. Y'all don't want to talk about that women? Because we're going to talk about that. Because we're not going to say that every black man that done walked away. Even though he's, okay, we can say he he, he should have fought hard or whatever. But you, you, you know you make it. 
yeah, it's difficult sometimes mm -hmm. when you out here terrorizing the man and using the child as a punzi scheme. Because he don't want to be with you. You out here weaponizing the child. You want to oh, talk about man. that? Okay. Oh, you want to talk about that? Okay. Y'all thought I was just finna sit over here and talk about the men. How they just... We're going to talk about y'all too. Accountability. Okay. You go, right now. You go, you know, you go now. Now, wait a minute. Now, see, we're going to talk about that. It has to come maturity has to be a factor. Emotional intelligence has to be a factor. We have to take account for what we are really doing. We have to really look at what we're doing and say sex is a life or death situation. We bring life. We bring life into this world. And that life is not just a this is a a, a working living Organism that is living and breathing will have soon have emotions the same ones that you had when you were that age. You not only have a financial responsibility, but it is your sole sovereign duty to make sure that you do right by this child that you brought here. You brought the child here. It didn't, it didn't ask to be here. That is something that we have to talk about. Fathers, if you were abandoned by your father, you don't feel that? Don't you understand what that means? So, to me, and to women, which is why we're so fed up, is because if you know what it's like not to have a father, that means you are choosing to cloak yourself in a blanket filled with excuses. And ignorance. And stupidity when you know. Yes. But they choose to stay away from stuff so they don't know. Because you got to think about it. How many people got, got smartphones but ignorant? Dummies with smartphones. Yeah. Everybody with smartphones. You know? Hey. With responsibility comes accountability. Okay. So we're going to have to keep on, we're going we're gonna to have to stop it somewhere. We can continue blaming each other. You can continue blaming the daddy that you didn't have. You can continue perpetuating these daddy issues. You can continue talking about all these things. But where does the healing come from? Because it's not about you. It's not always about you. And that is the thing that is that is the thing that is preventing us from dismantling these stereotypes, because we continue to want to talk about who wronged us. Now we can deal with the wrong. It is essential for us to heal. Mm -hmm. It is necessary for us to heal. You have to. Yeah. You got to be able to identify with that, though. Exactly. That's, that's what I had to. Do. You got to feel that. Like I, I you gonna have to go through that. The like transparency again. Like the the learning curve I had to deal with was coming to grips that my grandfather wasn't my father because it was it seemed that way so long i just adapted that fact like he that's who he is mm -hmm. but it was like a couple months after high school i started to, the, the stories i heard and the vibe that i got when i was around all this starting to circumvent itself mm -hmm. it's starting to become this, this vivid picture yeah. and that's where the rage factor comes into it that's where anger breeds mm -hmm. and it's like you got a choice and everybody's not the same when you are in a position to where you are an individual trying to exist through life 
and you already have enough strongholds as a human being just existing. Mm. You have to capitalize that with the fact that you have no history mm. because a chunk of you is missing. Mm. So the half the reason why you are, you can't identify with. So you, you know yourself, but you can't know yourself because half of you is missing. Half of the reason you know who you are is not there. You can't identify with that part of you. So, you have to identify that some of that stuff. Like, okay. Hey, you listening to this. If you have a father that has wronged you throughout your life, or you may have felt that you didn't get what you needed to get out of it. If you have tried and it didn't work for you, it is okay for you to let that go. If you have tried as a grown person and in trying you keep revisiting this pain because when there's a lack of the person in our lives, sometimes we... We, we create fables of who this person is to us. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like we get a chance to create the image of the father that we didn't have. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing for us to really compare it to. You know? Oh. It's, some, it's, it's the thing that, 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 that heals, that, that aids. It's, it's like a band-aid for the pain. So we, we, we stack up this idea of who we believe this person is. And then when we confront, when we, when we finally come face to face with this person... It breeds disappointment. Now you're going back into more pain. Because your expectations. Because your expectations were, were, were high. But I want to tell you this. Especially if you have a child. You have to be the best person you have to be. For your child. And you cannot allow for that stuff to sit within your spirit. Because that type of stuff show itself in the most inopportune moments to your child. Yeah, but it's gospel. You have yeah. to be able to look at it for what it is. It ain't perfect. It's going to hurt. You're going to have to heal. You're going to have to go through it. But especially if you have a child in this world, you owe your child more than anything a sane parent. A mentally healthy parent. Supportive. An emotionally intelligent parent. A supportive parent who can speak to them not through bitterness, not through a sad, empty shell of a person. You have to be able to talk to them with love and allow them to be able to see that you are loving as well and you still possess qualities of being loved. This, this, the, the removal of the black father has had catastrophic tumultuous <laughs> it is it has affected our family dynamics in numerous ways because there are still young daughters that are grieving for the father that was not there for them there are still young men who are still grieving for the father that was not there for them they are still grieving for the young child that they have so like analyze self like, to everybody listen to everybody that can tune in. Analyze self. Those are people that have children, those without, because the ones that don't have children, it's you certain will things. Have. It's certain things taking place in your life that you don't know about, or that you don't recognize. Right? Yeah. To say, 
that's happening because of what you did not have. Yes, 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 yes. Like yes, yes. the way you handle problems, the way you handle issues, the way you conduct yourself around people, that's all streaming from the fact of what you didn't have. Did so you have a responsibility as a human being, but you can't identify with that responsibility the way you're supposed to because the person that was supposed to show it to you didn't do it. Y'all, how are we going to dismantle stereotypes if we are walking stereotypes? How are we going to dismantle the stereotypes of black fathers? And they do exist. Look at Dre. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How are we? Because Dre is only one person. And there are several different examples. My Smash Brothers family. Ralph. Cut got a son. You feel what I'm saying? Dirty got a daughter. Like, how are we going to dismantle as a community? How are we going to dismantle these things about this stigma that comes with fatherhood when we are still walking stereotypes? I think it's going to take... You are a fatherless daughter. You got daddy issues. One house at a time. You see what I'm saying? I think it's no. It, but it's one person at a time. Yeah, but it takes self accountability. It takes yeah. it takes us saying this is what needs to happen. A spade is a spade. That's what it and, is. That's a spade. Yeah. And getting to the other people that are in the same predicaments, like it's other fathers out here who are doing a good job. They should be galvanizing together to go and teach the people that could need some work yeah. how to do this. And that, because if if you can if you can create. An example, a unified front of father saying, this is how this is supposed to go. This ain't pop culture. This ain't TV. I'm not getting paid to do this. This is because my life is, is going this way. And that's fathers from different backgrounds. Because, because like I said earlier, just because you didn't have a father, that didn't mean that you weren't, aren't a great father. But also, we need to be able to connect. And this is, this is completely on a different tangent. Sisters. Ladies. We need to be able to allow ourselves to heal and forgive certain instances that are out of our control. Because the pain that we carry, it is what our children sleep in. It is what our children are birthed in. The pain that we carry. It is the stuff that our children are, are, are glazed in, actually. You know, we have to be able to have safe spaces for ourselves to be able to forgive ourselves for a lot of discrepancies that we had and allow ourselves to, to grow, to show the growth that we have, and to be able to show up and be able to work in unison with the brothers. Mm -hmm. yep. Like, we're going to have to look at the need each one teach one, fam. We're going to have to be able to get outside of ourselves and our pride and this foolish, tomfoolery stuff that y'all out here doing. Just angry narrative that we have. And just look at what it is. Stop dismissing black women and their feelings by calling them the angry black woman as if they don't have a reason to be angry. Stop calling black men deadbeats because they didn't do with you they they won't be with you we have to be able to call each other out on this nonsense too that's why it start with one person it start with yourself and then you inflict the people around you call your friends out on this whole sh you hear me if you got a friend that's got a that's got a son or a daughter if you got a black man that's got a son or a daughter and he is a 
he's not an exceptional father, he shouldn't really be a friend of yours. But if he's going to continue to be a friend of yours, you should check him. Yeah, if you can't, then that's your friend anyway. Ma'am, stop allowing for your homegirl to feel like she bossing up because she got two different baby daddies and she ain't going to let dude see the child because he don't like, she don't like the baby mama. Like, income tax things. This don't <laughs> matter. Like, this is not our world to live no more, y'all. We have to, we have a duty and an obligation and a responsibility to make sure that the world that we leave is better in the world we got. That the world we got. Because we passing this on to Dre's lineage and his son. To Portia's son. To my nieces, my nephews, my, my little cousins. We have an obligation to make this world better. And grown people. We can't be out here mad at children. And we still doing childlike things. Eh? That's a word. It is. It's on. Alright. Man, this, um, we weren't going to keep this too long because this, this is a chapter, um, of a story we're trying to tell overall. We're not going to take make this too lengthy. Um, we are deeply appreciative of you listening. Uh, I feel like this is going to grow. And from this, an awareness is going to start to move throughout the channels in which we're speaking on and also in the community that we're involved in. Because people are going to start noticing that it is something wrong with the fact that I or another person uh, has had to, re to result in a certain fact that they shouldn't have. And using that as an excuse to continue the same process. We're going to call you out. So yeah. now, now we have a, a message to pass forth. So this one wasn't going to be one of those we sitting here and we, we go on for like three hours about something. I really wanted this one to be short. I really wanted this one to be impactful because I wanted you to hear the the introductory to this because this is going to be something that's harped on periodically for the remaining of our existence doing this. Like I want us to be examples and shining lights in areas where light needs to be shown at and this is a light in our community that desperately needs light into it. The friend of the show Dre told us at the beginning at the, at the conception of the show that we would be held with the responsibility of showcasing the gray areas of life. And that is what we are trying to do by showing you. We've promised you that we will continue to bring you real issues that plague our communities with real people. Okay. Dre is a grown man. He a grown man that's raising a, a child, a son. He got a fiancé that he loves. The man is an educated college educated black man this is not an anomaly in our in our community y'all stop looking at it so why do we allow people to make this seem like this is a, a we are educated we are free thinkers we are intelligent and we love our children this is not an odd sight this is a fairly normal sight you guys I know black men who love their children. Who marry the women who they want to be with. Who have been with women for the same amount of years. Who don't have a boatload of children running amok. This is real life. We're going to have to have some real life conversations. And y'all going to have to get off that nonsense. And every time we see y'all on it, get what we're doing.
<laughs> Him over there. He did. <laughs> it's ugly. Man, y'all be good, man. We appreciate y'all. Y'all be blessed. Yeah. All your travels go for it. Yeah. yeah. I hope that you heard something that you can take forth. I heard you heard something that you can take to somebody and need to hear. Try anything you want to say. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity and the platform to say what I had to say, man. Hey, see y'all next time. Hey, it's your big homie, big homie. And the always authentic Andy's Austin. We appreciate y'all. For the money.